I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence, and I'm joined by Steve Bradford, Senior Vice President EMEA for the cybersecurity firm SailPoint. Steve, you must have been busy in the last year or so. <laughs> yes, incredibly busy. It's been an extraordinary year for everybody. I've actually been at SailPoint for just a year. So joining what um, at the time of making the decision, what I thought was a incredibly interesting piece of the technology industry became even more interesting over the space of the last year. Couldn't have foreseen that happening, but yes, it's it's meant that we've been incredibly busy, just as everybody has changed their working practices. What's most at risk from where you stand? Where's the, the biggest weakness when you look at the financial services industry? Well, I, I think not specific to financial services, but I think more generally, I think any change, any uncertainty creates opportunity for, for those that you know do want to take advantage of that. I think the financial services industry is always going to be a big target, right? For for various different reasons. But but that that change, that uncertainty, the difference of the working practices as we've talked about, I think is the thing that leads to probably the biggest exploitation of, of technology and people in order to, to breach companies. What about something like a wealth management system? Are they at particular risk? Because obviously, I see a lot of banks are quite switched on to security. I'm wondering about some of the the other systems that perhaps we talk less about. Absolutely. Look, I think you know if we we know that of the breaches that happen, fifty six percent of them are malicious attacks, right? And of of that, more than half of those malicious attacks are financially motivated. So any organizations which are dealing with money, I think are going therefore to be targets. And and obviously the criminals out there, you know, their ability to maybe profit by stealing money, transferring money, doing whatever they do with it, you know, that clearly puts the financial services organizations, the asset managers absolutely right in the firing line. How do we make them less vulnerable then? What is it that we need to do? What is it you need to be telling people? What is it they need to be doing to be less vulnerable? Yeah, great question. I think that there's a the first thing is is I think most organizations don't know what they don't know. And that's the biggest challenge, right? You know, so at least if we can get them to a point where they know what they don't know, then I, I think that starts to to fill the gap. So I think the first piece of it is is discovery. You know, you, you've got to have an ability to understand who has what access to what, where the vulnerabilities in your systems are. And that discovery process, I think, is is absolutely crucial. The second thing which I think is is really important is collaboration. The, the, the fact is, is that the, most organizations you know, maybe have 80 or 90 percent of the way that they operate is standard. It's, it would be the same in, you know, from one company to another company. They maybe have 10, 15 percent of what they do you know, differentiates them. And therefore, that sort of 80, 90 percent, whatever the, the, the percentage is, I think collaboration to make sure that that is absolutely buckled down with the best technology, with the best policies, with the best practices, I, I think would would absolutely benefit the the whole industry. And the third thing, which I think is is really important, is to recognise that this is a journey. This is changing and evolving all of the time. The threats are coming from different places in different ways. This is not a topic that you can just say, right, okay, we have a program today, we tick that box, and we've done it. This has to be a journey and an evolution. It's also going to be an increasingly, you say a journey and an evolution, but it's going to be an increasingly expensive one. More and more resources are going to have to be devoted to this, surely. 
Well, I think resources, yes. You know, there, there's a couple of things which I think organizations do need to invest in. Some of that is technology. And clearly, I would say that, right? Because we sell a platform which provides some of the answers to some of these questions and problems, right? But the other thing is people have to have awareness. I mean, I can tell you from personal experience that I've been on the, the wrong end of someone trying to make me do something for financial gain twice in the last week. One through a, a, a scam, which effectively used our CEO as a, as a figurehead asking me to do something. And the second, in a more sort of consumer way in, in which someone sort of uh, managed to breach one of my friend's Facebook and again was trying to extort my money out of me. These scams and the targeting of these things are, is becoming so much more uh, clever. When your boss asks you to do something, it, you, you, you know, you kind of think, hmm, okay. And I think that awareness at the people level, you know, we're, we're constantly trained and people in the financial services industry will be as well, constantly tra- trained. But it took me several minutes to realize that what I was being asked was not right or from the person I thought it was being asked from. So you need the human engagement. You need the right kind of technology yourself. What do you actually do about protecting assets? What do you do about protecting things like fund assets, shareholder registers, client portfolios? The vast majority of breaches use somebody's identity as a way of accessing information, being able to do things that they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. The thing that I think is the most important is to make sure that those identities are as secure as possible. It's also, you know, there are certain principles that I think organizations need to think about, and whether that be, for example, the least amount of authority needed to do your job. Because if somebody does get hold of your identity, then there are only certain things that they can do. Of course, most financial organizations will have divisions of duty. So, you know, most people can't do the process from start to finish because they would need multiple identities to do that. So there are some of those safeguards in place already, but securing those identities is really of paramount importance. Now, People are always going to mess up. People are always going to use the same password on multiple different applications and and somehow uh, identities will get stolen. One of the key things to do, though, is to make sure that you have the technologies in place to spot that. When those breaches happen, when those irregular behaviors happen, being able to spot them quickly is incredibly important. We know in the financial services industry, it normally takes 170 plus days to identify a breach has taken place. So really considerable amount of time. Now, by that time, the bad people have been done what they needed to do and got away again. But if you can identify that activity quicker and shut down those identities to stop people accessing information, data, transferring money, whatever it be, if you can do that quickly by understanding through artificial intelligence those anomalies, then you can secure that access much quicker. And the quicker you secure it, the the less you're going to lose out, basically, or less you're going to lose full stop in terms of money. Absolutely. And again, you know, we know that breaches on average in the financial institutions cost around $6 million. And that's a, a number of different things, whether that be actual losing assets or whether it be the cost of putting them right, whether it be the letting people know, et cetera, et cetera. There are a number of different elements that make up that cost. Is the bottom line that this is the cost of doing business in banking and finance these days? I look back at banks, and banks used to be great huge marble edifices that were supposed to inspire trust. Is this cost of protecting against attacks and attack vectors and what have you, 
Is it the cost of doing business? Is it the cost of just being a financial institution these days? I think you're right. I, th- I think there is a there is a, a cost of doing business. I mean, look, we all have insurance, right? And um, to some degree, um, you know, putting in the right policies, practices, and technologies is that insurance policy, and there is a cost associated with that. But as I say, when you look at the cost of you know what a breach tends to be on average, it can be a relatively small amount of money spent to save an increasingly big amount of money that could be lost. Well, let's round up just by talking about the increasing complexity of the attack surface that people are facing these days, because that's also something that's been thrown into sharp relief over the last year or so. It's much more complicated out there than it used to be. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, you know, there are several different types. We've talked about the numbers to some degree. You know, more than half of the of the breaches that are malicious out there are for financial gain. They are criminals, but there are also rogue nation states. There are you know hacktivists who believe in certain things that will try and do things you know just to prove that they can. And then even internally, there are you know uh, disgruntled employees who may decide to mess a few things up before they leave a company. So yes, the the breadth of the the risk that is out there is certainly increasing, and the amount of intelligence that goes behind some of these activities is also increasing. So therefore, you know the the, the vulnerability is uh, is definitely there. But there are ways, as I say, policies, processes, and technologies that can help prevent it. So if I call you in, for example, SailPoint, what would you be saying to me as a bank? Well, first of all, we would do an assessment of where people are today. And, uh, you know, as I said, awareness, what, knowing what you don't know is a, is a really good starting point. And so the first thing that we would do is look at the maturity of the organisation that you have. Again, both from a policy, from a process, from a people and from a technology standpoint. And from that put forward a set of recommendations in terms of the next steps to take where to start the journey because as i say this is not just a quick you know quick fix but where to start the journey where you get the biggest return or maybe have the biggest exposure and then where to go next on that journey to try and continue to make sure that you're plugging the gaps shall we say steve bradford senior vice president emea at sailpoint thank you very much thank you very much robin